Hey there, welcome to the Flix Forum Podcast, where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. This episode we have Netflix's 98th film. It's the 2018 comedy Father of the Year. It's directed by Tyler Spindle. It stars David Spade, Nat Faxon, Joey Bragg, Matt Shively, Bridget Mendler, and Jared Sandler. I am Jesse and joined as usual with MJ. How you doing? I'm good, mate. How are you? Oh, good. I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to um, do another podcast. I, I, this is one of my favorite parts of the week. So, um, Just hearing you say there. number 98 got me. Like, I'm at a point where when I write some notes on a film, actually, I'm starting to put the number of the film ahead of it. Yep. And I know mm-hmm. like Netflix has pumped out about 250, 300 films at the moment, <laughs> but we're at right <laughs> now. But the fact that we've done 98 and we're so close to that done, I just, it, it's blowing my mind. It's yeah. I, I mean, when we started it, I thought, oh, you know, we we might you know do twenty <laughs> or thirty and see how we go, and we're still rocking on, which is um which is good because uh, as usual, watching movies that I probably wouldn't uh, take the time to to watch, mm-hmm. that sort of forces you to watch these these films that you're probably like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to watch it. It's very true, and you know, since we started it, everyone else has brought out their own sort of streaming services, with Disney Plus, and then HBO Max is coming, and. It's nice to say that we're sort of on board with one of the first streamers who understood that there was going to be competition um, and started to make their own original products. And we've got a pretty good eye on, on, on or a pretty good understanding on what Netflix have actually put out there as their original stuff. And uh, I, I kind of like having that knowledge. We sure do. We've got, yeah, I mean, even though they've probably got another 200 on top of the 100 we've nearly done, uh, <laughs> it's nice to have a little bit of a sample size of uh, what's, yeah, what's sitting there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, well, let's get into this one where we start off with our fast flicks and do our quick little summary of the film. MJ, what's your fast flicks for Father of the Year? Mm, so it is a David Spade comedy uh, where his son comes back to their hometown after graduating college and a couple of weeks of sort of PG hijinks take place between relevant friends and families. <laughs> yeah, it's a good it wasn't much laugh. of a plot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. This is one where I had to go, okay, I'm, I'm going to try and define it. And the underlying sort of thing that sort of sat there, the whole thing for me was that it's, it's really two fathers that want to prove to their sons that they're the best. And I thought that's, mm. that's just, um, yeah, part of like, and there's so many other things going on, like you've mentioned, but to me, that's, that's the gist that I took from it. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I kind of think like, what, a yeah, what would I, how would I tell someone about this film? And, yeah, like plot wise, it's not really gonna. And not that it's not that it's because it's a bad plot or anything. It's just because there's not much of a plot. I think the stuff that happens in the film is got the the good things that you'll take out of the film have got little to do with the plot of the film. Yes, that is a, a very good call. So, what what were you able to discover or learn about this one? You know, putting together the story or anything like that? Because I reckon you you'll do a good job with this one. <laughs> well, this is pretty run of the mill, so. Uh, it's it's one of the Happy Madison movies. So we know that Netflix and, and Happy Madison and, and in turn Adam Sandler work very close together on a slate of films. They've got obviously the, the four Sandler films that they had and then they signed on for another four. They got his stand-up comedy and Happy Madison, uh, obviously very famous for doing a lot of David Spade stuff as well. So this is another Happy Madison movie that basically Netflix slated nice and early. It was always their film. They didn't have to buy it off anybody else. Um, and I don't know if it's these films that may not have been as popular or, or big. They just don't have a lot of information on them. So from what I can gather, it was really smooth sailing because 
In July 2017, they basically announced the entire cast. The film was going to be called Who Do You Think Would Win? Um, They eventually retitled that to Graduates, and then later on they called it Father of the Year, which is is the film we have now. So they filmed it in Boston uh, or just an hour outside of Boston in June 2017, and we were watching it on Netflix in July 2018. So (laughs) there's not too much more to know about it. You've uh, taken quite a lot of the stuff that the only things that I sort of had as well. Um, the only other thing that I sort of picked up on the the writing of this one was um, so I was written co-written by the director Tyler Spindle as well as um, um, Coiner, I think his name is. So um, he got the idea of this story with um, you know partly from his idea of dads getting up all you know getting all up in arms over whose dad would win a fight. So it sort of had a little bit of a <laughs> A story where they sit around and probably, you know, you're having a couple of beers and you're like, oh, yeah, whose dad's going to win in a fight? And he's like, cool, I'll make a movie about that. <laughs> um, yeah, so the, you, there's, there's... You make it out like it's like a normal... I, I've never had that conversation with, with any of my mates. Me either. Like, I, I, I don't know whether it's because I, I don't think poorly of my father or anything, but it's not the sort of thing that I'd sit around and be like, oh, MJ, do you reckon your dad... I'm thinking about it now, <laughs> but it's not, I can't believe you'd be like, oh, everyone talks about that. Let's make a film about it kind of thing. Like, <laughs> You'd, you'd, I'd, I'd take your dad over um, some other dad, so I'd, I'd, you, you could have this argument, <laughs> I reckon. Yeah, I'd be curious now I think about it. Um, he'd go all right, but you know he's yeah. a bit older now. I, mean, I guess that's the premise, isn't it? Dads get a bit older, who would win? Yeah. I don't know. Now you got me thinking. <laughs> I, had a, I had a Netflix percentage match for this one, uh, which... Oh, yeah, what'd you have? Yeah, 56%. Uh, so a little bit on the lower end. Okay. But I, I, I enjoy seeing that pop up every now and then when we have one to see, hey, yeah, maybe you, you might not want to watch this one. So that's where... <laughs> I, had a, um, I had a 78% match, so... Good. Um, I was thinking so, Netflix, if, if with their original content, they shouldn't be putting low numbers on there because they should try and get people to watch it, even though it goes against the authenticity of, even though we don't know much about how we get this percentage match, but even though it goes against it, but 78% for me was pretty high. That's the the headline of the episode. MJ calls M, calls M, calls Netflix to self regulate. They need to regulate our percentage <laughs> matches. It's going to be all yeah, over the internet. Oh, we, we should, yeah, we should do that. Yeah. All right. Uh, what were you able to find out about the the consensus for this one, critical and audience wise? Um, it's not great, but you know what? It's got a five point two out of ten on IMDb, which I'm calling I'm calling par for for a movie like this. Um, hmm. If people are going on there and saying it's over two and a half out of five, over five out of ten, they weren't overly disappointed. I I, I just can't see anybody thinking this film is going to be a you know like a four star film. So if they're getting two and a halfs and over two and a halfs, I think that's a win. Um, that was off nine over nine thousand ratings. So you know a decent amount of people have seen it. Not not huge numbers, but you know nine thousand is nothing to sneeze at. Hmm. Letterbox is a, is a fair bit more tempered. It's it's two out of five. Often we we do see IMDb being a little bit higher than Letterbox, but that's that's quite a quite a big difference. So the Letterboxd audience certainly weren't on board with that. Um, they've got just over three thousand ratings, so not it's not a very popular movie. There's not a great consensus, but yeah, there is a general audience that you know didn't hate it. Yeah, well the. Google users liked this one. This was at 84%, which is uh, a little bit higher than we've seen recently. So back up to that, yeah, that nice. higher sort of uh, range. 
Rotten Tomatoes. This one's a this one's an interesting one. Uh, <laughs> They're gonna uh, hate it. <laughs> yeah, I reckon you may have seen this. This was sort of plastered all over the internet. This one um, sits at zero percent um, on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, has eleven reviews. So sitting there rotten, no consensus, but uh, a big fat zero. Um, doesn't do the world of wonders if you want people to to jump on and and sort of watch a film based on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. The audience did have it, did have it, a, you know, a similar sort of range as IMDb, I guess, at um, 51%. But that was only on, you know, 350 odd um, reviews. But definitely higher than Can you than remind the, the me critics. again? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Can you remind me again the critical analysis? Because, you know, I, I think very little of Rotten Tomatoes and their scoring system. To get zero, does every single reviewer have to, like, give it a ticker or minus or does it have they have to give it a certain number and if it doesn't get over that number it doesn't get a percentage or uh, i think they collate it based on that uh 50 was it 59 percent and over percentage so because some reviewers critic reviewers mark you know out of five some do it out of 10 some do it out of four yep. so i think they base it on that percentage and then if it's under that percentage then it's a rotten review which then gives them the the overall um, amount of reviews. So every one of the 11 reviewers on here would have uh, had it at under 60%. Um, so what's that? Okay. A three out of five. Is that about right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, all, yeah. All under a three out of five. Yeah. So some, some of them, may, you know, all of them may, yeah, all of them may have had given it a two and a half, but that still makes it rotten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a hard one, isn't it? it? It's such an imperfect science. And I just hate it that it just gets plastered around everywhere. It's rotten tomatoes. It's the gospel. Like, I don't know. Good on them. For, they've done something right. Yeah. I, it, it's, and I've said this before, it frustrates the living daylights out of me. And, and it ha- even happened today in class at school, you know, where we're looking at um, some Australian sort of films and Australian content. And, you know, you discuss a mm. film and the first thing you hear in the back of the room, oh, that's, that's sitting on 98%. So all of a sudden they're like, oh, I'm intrigued <laughs> in this a little bit. And I'm like, let's not. And it, it, and that's a part of Google's fault as well, is that it sits there bang at the top of whenever you search something. Um, so yeah, um, it, it's massively frustrating. And I don't, I don't, there's no solution because it's just sort of embedded in, in culture now that you, you check out the tomatoes yeah. to, and I know that a lot of people use letterbox now, which is great, but um, yeah, the same, same stage, like yeah, Rotten Tomatoes is, is definitely, you know, enshrined in, in the way that people search and look for films to see what that percentage is. And, and movie studios are, are a little bit at fault for this too, because, you know, they're plastered on their film posters saying, you know, certified fresh or um, yeah. all those types of things, but yeah, that's, that's a, a discussion for another day, I guess. Yeah, no, no, we bring, bring it up periodically on yeah. discussion. Yeah. I enjoy talking about it, but yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we should get into our early thoughts for this one. So what are your early thoughts for father of the year? <laughs> well, I, I think so. this movie delivers on, and dare I say exceeds expectations, if you go into this film and you're expecting Casablanca and you're disappointed with a David Spade-led teen comedy, then I don't even want to talk to you about it. I, I just I did the same thing last week with, with How It Ends. I read these reviews on Letterboxd and people were hating it for, for what it is. And it's like, well, hang on. Well, you're, you're almost at fault for going into the movie thinking that. So I kind of didn't mind it in that sense. Like, it wasn't the best movie I've ever seen. It was never going to be. But I kind of, I found each character was either let's say the main four characters was either funny or I was interested in them enough. And I, I just enjoyed the the lightness of the tone throughout the entire film. Like there, there were some shocking moments in this and, and some really bad scenes, but 
generally, I just think it was really easy to watch. And I, I found myself laughing on a lot of occasions. And I'm not going to even mention the occasions. I, I stopped writing them down. But mm-hmm. um, with what they had to work with, I actually think they did a pretty good job. Because as I said earlier, the plot is pretty bad or like almost non-existent. But and and you talk about this all the time, Jesse. How, how you you love the idea of just being able to hang with these characters. And and whilst these aren't Tarantino-esque characters, they were comfortable for me to hang around with. And the overall mood and the vibe just worked. And if I was to break it down critically, then we'd be walking out of here with a one-star film. But you know, I need to listen to how I felt. And when I turned this off, I, I felt all right. I didn't mind it. So yeah, I, I'm I'm enjoying figuring out what I didn't mind about this film. And this conversation will help with that. Cool. It's it's uh, been a while, but everything you have said, I completely agree with. Uh, like I am, yes, I'm in exactly the same boat. And you know, this this had red flashing lights from the get go for me to, to be one of those films that I was like going to tear apart and be like, this is ridiculously bad. But like when you see a film like this, like you mentioned, you you go into it with you know knowing that it's not going to be. The, the best film you've ever seen, but you, you go and going, okay, I, need, I just need to have a bit of a bit of a good time with this. And, um, you know, I was expecting this to be really bad and it, mm. it kind of was, but it kind of wasn't like I had mm-hmm. enough laughs throughout that I was engaged. I, and like you mentioned too, the, the characters, there weren't any characters that you completely hated. So that, that that's mm-hmm. a positive because, you know, yes, they had, you know, jokes that may not have landed or, or traits that you don't agree with or or things that, that really annoyed you. But at the same time, they, they still had this likability to them a little bit. And I think that's really like, that's a, that's a good sign from this film is that, you know, if, if you can find a little bit of relatability or a little bit of um, being able to, to connect or like a character in the film and, and you don't have any that stand out that bring it right down for you, then it, it's doing an okay job. So yeah, I, I, I think we might have a, a bit of a fun discussion today on this one. That is so good because this whole time I was thinking, okay, Jesse's going to hate it and I need to be able to articulate what I liked about it, which hasn't been easy, but I, I was thinking, and I remember thinking, if Jesse likes this film, we're going to have so much fun talking about it. So this is a wonderful result. I, I reckon there was a 20% chance of us being here and here we are. So I'm going to run with it. Good. Cause yeah, I mean, there, there, there's a lot in it that I didn't like as well. So I'm not going <laughs> to, yeah. I'm not going to shy away from that, but there's enough in it that I did like that. Uh, yeah, we, we can have a positive uh, chat about this one, I think. All right. Yep. So character time, hit us off with, you mentioned before that there's, there's four main characters. So hit us off with your first character that you'd like to discuss. Well, I, 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 let's, let's talk about Wayne first, only cause it's David Spade and he's kind of like the headline act. Um, I, I'm not a David Spade fan in general. Um, I don't really find him that funny and I wasn't really looking forward to this movie because he was the main man in it. Um, but I think this character works for me for two reasons. One, he wasn't in as many scenes as I was expecting. I, I think you could easily argue that Marty is probably almost a lead character and all four of these leads do share a pretty equal bite of the pie. But two, I just think this character was more or less humour for the sake of humour and because they removed any real stakes about him being a deadbeat dad within the first scene, because Ben knew what he was. Ben never really cared that he wasn't more and he never really needed anything from him. Then I could just enjoy the stupidness for what it was. I didn't need him to be this good guy or have this redeeming quality that he had to really come from a long way back to be a good dad. It didn't matter. None of it mattered. And I was cool with that. I'm glad that Ben was cool with that. Cause that just made me go, all right, I'm just going to enjoy it. And I think that's yeah. why it worked. Yeah. I 
I, I liked little bits about him that, yeah, like like you mentioned that the the setup of him straight away was that he's not going to be anything more than this this deadbeat sort of character. And I like these little clues that we got along the way that, you know, at some stage in Ben's life, his son, like he was his hero. There's these posters on the wall about, you know, dad, you're my hero. Mm. And, and now, um, you know, he, he, this feeling that he's a disappointment to his son. So, uh, uh, yeah, I, you know, not being invited to the graduation, those types of things. And and I just really connected with him early on where he's, you know, made this comment and, you know, it's probably meant to be more of a joke, but he said, you know, about his being colorblind and he made this comment like, you know, if everyone was colorblind, we could all get along better. And there's there's no reason why everyone can't get along with Wayne because, yes, he's he's a little bit down and out. He's, he's got these issues with him, with alcohol, drugs, that sort of stuff. But hmm. there's no, he's not, he's not a spiteful sort of person. Um, whatever he's doing, no, he's, he's doing, not. but he's, he's got intentions for what he's doing and whether that's to protect his image, to look out for his son, whatever. Like there, there wasn't a, and like I mentioned this earlier, there, there wasn't a part of me that disliked him for any of his actions. Um, and I think that was yeah. really important with him. So yeah, I, I agree with you on Wayne. Kicking I like the, the way you summed that up. Yeah. What, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Ben, Ben and Larry, I kind of almost put together a little bit because I think what helped this movie work was their somewhat like nonchalant behavior to just put my mind at ease. Like they were never too stressed, even though that Ben had all this bad stuff that happened to him. I never felt like he cared that much. Um, I, I think maybe that might have been the Meredith factor that if everything goes wrong, he can stay in town with her. And it just meant that I could sit back and watch it in comfort and waiting for the next laugh because he was just a he was a pretty cool dude and he was sorry cool's the wrong word because he was not very suave and and anything like that but I just liked him he was easy uh, and simple and it just helped with the mood of the film yeah I think I think he was very confident in who he was um and yeah you know you, you see this when he sees Meredith at that sort of bar straight away where he's like you know asking for a number straight up and he didn't care what really what other people thought about him and he was happy to to you know even though he's obviously tried to get out of this town because he you know he's put his time into his study and he wanted to you know distance himself from his father a little bit um I, I enjoyed that so Ben was almost like Marty, who was Larry's father, and Larry was more like Wayne, like the the sons sort of reflected mm. the opposite fathers. And I thought that that was kind of done quite <laughs> nicely. Um, and especially, like, especially, and I'm going to lead now into Marty because he was the complete opposite of Wayne. Obviously, he's you know got a job, mm. doing well in his job. He's, he's got a job. To, he's, <laughs> <laughs> I know. What are we coming to in a world where I'm saying that's a positive character? There? But you know, no, he, but that, he, no, that's an opposite of someone. <laughs> yeah, but you know, he, even though he's got this sort of um, younger, was he his stepson or his actual son? The younger one, I couldn't lay that Aiden kid. I, um, I think yeah. it was his stepson. His stepson, yes. Yeah. So I think him and him and Larry were father and son and they married into the wife and the stepson wife and son. yeah so you know even though he's got these sort of little issues at home with his stepson um Aiden like he he still had his, his stuff together more than than obviously Wayne did um and I, mm. I just liked that that stark contrast I guess yeah Marty for me was a guy that I could really get behind because I, I thought David Spade was funny but almost he was for me he was almost like a background piece and, and that the awkward wiener but Ned Flanders, nice guy, kind of father role that Marty was. It can be a real winner in comedies, but it's hard to get right. And I think something like a Will Ferrell nails it in Daddy's Home. And I reckon Nat Faxon, who plays Marty, gets it really right here because 
he truly lent into this sort of role. Um, we kind of had no doubt about his stance on any issue that was going to happen. And you knew where it was going to go because you were so familiar with what this kind of character would do in this situation. And I just enjoyed seeing it all unfold, particularly around when he saw Wayne at the clinic and he just he just gets terrified like he's a 10-year-old, 10-year-old kid on the school ground about to get beaten up. And, and when he took the drugs, like these are things that you know are going to happen because... He's created this character that you're so that you're so sure about, and it's just still hilarious when it happens. So I was I, Marty was huge for the success of this film. Yeah, and he reminded me very much of like Stu from um, Hangover. Yeah, and um, uh, yeah, I thought the same yeah, thing too. Like that Ed Helms sort of character. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was that, that very much that sort of role. Um, so yeah, I I agree. All right, I'll move on to Larry. I think Larry's the the next yeah. one that we sort of sort of touch on, and and this is the same as what I was mentioning before. Like he was you've got Ben who's got these goals, these careers, he's got this, this job lined up in New York and, and Larry, again, he's the complete opposite. He's got these no goals. He's, he's heading to New York just to be with his friend. And, you know, he's this forgotten son that, you know, everything that, that is brought up about him with anyone else in that, this world or this movie is, is about Aiden, that, that little stepson that obviously there's photos of him at his Mm. dad's work and the colleagues there are like, Oh, you're the son that he always talks about. It's like, no, that's, that's Aiden. (laughs) And I really liked that they had this, this conclusion where he had mm. this idea of joining the Marines and he didn't want to be like his dad and, and he's sort of getting switched on. And, and, you know, that same comparison again, where you've got Ben who obviously means a lot to his dad, Wayne, cause he's constantly texting him. Um, and it was just another nice little difference between the two. Yeah. I love it when he texts him and he always signs off with his name and then sometimes he spells his name wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good. All right. Anything else about Larry that you got? No, I think you summed it up. I, I, yeah, I loved how, I kind of loved how chilled he was and comfortable he was with his decisions. And I do like that they planted that marine seed early on, when there was that marine at the um at the pub at the start, and he's like, "No way, I wouldn't do it to a marine. That guy's a marine." Like as if he hides him, he hides him, he holds him in high regard, and um mm. and that kind of was a trigger to be like, "Oh, hang on, maybe I could be someone that I respect yeah. like that." Yeah. Um, I'll just I'll briefly mention. I thought that Aiden, the step kid, he was hilarious. He had some of my favorite scenes, um, and I'm looking forward to talking about him later. You got Meredith, the the, the, um, the the love interest, and I thought like she was a, a nice, fun sort of cute character that you could just get on board with. Um, she was just she was just sweet, and it was just nice to have that rather than you know you didn't have time for a breakup or a, an argument in this relationship. Mm. And it was just nice to see that in a film for a change. Um, Good call. Yeah. yeah, she was fun. She was confident. She nudes up like really early on for the guy. Like she's, uh, she just made it really easy. Yeah. All right. Uh, the director, did you want to talk about Tyler Spindle? Uh, what's he done? I forgot to oh, check. He's good. All right. I've got, I've got a little bit on him, which is good. So, so this was uh, his first feature. He has two films this year. So he's got one called The Deported, which I hadn't heard of, but his other film this year is one that's just hit Netflix very recently called The Wrong Missy. Um, and it's also oh, yeah. with David Spade, and I copped hey, a yeah. lot of um, advertisements about that, and I'm yep. pretty sure that um, that sits pretty low um, on the critical consensus as well. Um, <laughs> he, he he's acted in a couple of like the, these sorts of comedies that we see from Happy Madison production. So he was, he, he was yep. a character in Paul Blart. It was a character in House Bunny, Jack and Jill. So he's, still, he's obviously got that connection um, with Happy Madison. And mm-hmm. obviously the, the the biggest thing that you need to take out of this is that it's Adam Sandler's nephew. <laughs> um, so, oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, he's the son of Sandler's sister. 
So okay. um, I mean, I love how Adam Sandler looks after his own. He he really does. So yeah, so he's um, and I read an interview where he he talked about you know the support that he's sort of given him you know, since he had this idea that he wanted to go into film early on and, um, you know, just how supportive he's been having him, you know, be on the sets of films and those types of things. So um, a nice little sort of uh, side uh, thing to, to acknowledge that, hey, yeah, this is um, a relative of Sandler. <laughs> oh, I like that. And we also had Adam Sandler's wife in this movie and we had Jared Sandler. Do we, is Jared Sandler as, other, as another different nephew or...? I think so. Was that the biker kid, Nathan? I think it was him. Was that him? Or was he? Yeah, Nathan? yeah, yeah. No, he was, yeah, he was one of those. No, was a biker guy. The biker guy, yeah, yeah. So um, uh, I think yeah. he's a ne- I think he's a nephew or something. Yeah, so good, good little uh, connections to that <clears throat> Happy Madison family. All right, scene time. This is this is where we can get some laughs. I'm hoping some uh, some scenes that <laughs> made us uh, giggle and 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 enjoy this a little bit. So, what are some ones that you liked, MJ? All right. Well, I've got three main scenes and. Each of those scenes has lots of things in them that just added up to making them really good scenes. So initially, it was it was the opening scene for me that I just I initially just liked the casual lightness, which actually made the whole thing pretty seamless to to ease into. When I was like, ah, oh, I don't really want to watch this comedy starring David Spade, I was over that within the first couple of minutes, and then that scene was really compounded by where. They had the electric beater in the pool to make it a jacuzzi. I thought that was really funny. Uh, and then when he was naked at the truck, and then the truck drives off, and then he falls out of the truck. It's just this little naked dude in a trailer park. I, I was like, this movie could be all right. Yeah, I I, I didn't like the setup. I, I didn't like that whole setup with that. <laughs> that pool in the ute at all, but as soon as the, the lady started driving it and he was being thrown around, I, I, that was hilarious. I, I was laughing. That was so funny. Uh, so good. Uh, the second scene for me was basically the whole scene at the lab when Larry's working at the lab. Firstly, with Olivia, the lab assistant, when she had those erect nipples at the start when she was talking to Larry and talking about it. Clearly, she was super into him. And then I just found it funny that Wayne didn't recognize Marty at all and, and Marty <laughs> just couldn't out. figure it out. And, <laughs> even, and even when they're talking about it, Wayne's like, he's like, so you don't remember me at all? And he's like, no. And they go off and talk about it. Wayne just giving him the finger in the background. <laughs> it's like this real smart ass. And then because Marty got so scared and, and, and Larry was like, did you shit yourself? He's like, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but then the, 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 the piece de resistance of that scene is when he's doing the nipple checks and he's blowing on them and putting the cream on them. And then Olivia is standing in the line because oh. she wants was... she wants him to do it. Uh, I, yeah, I didn't like that. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Oh, did he... <laughs> when I saw her standing there, oh, I was gone. I thought that was so funny. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, the final one for me was when they, when Marty and Larry take drugs. Um, that whole scene in the laundry was great. It topped off again. Like it just Marty was just every everything I wanted him to do, he did, and and that's what I loved about him as a character. But just he's like, can I jump in you in your laundry? And he's just like, no. And he's like, I got to do it. But then he eat when they're eating the mum's hair, and when they run out, they grab the dirty laundry, and he's getting him to to rub his beard on his back, and ah, oh, it was. I don't know. I just thought it was did, really funny. Did you um wait? Or, did you sit through the whole credits? Uh, I 
did. I'm sure I did. What what did I miss? Well, like just as the before the Netflix logo came on at the end, came on at the end, they um they played that line again where he's like, "Can I just rub my face on your back, <laughs> my beard on your back?" Twitter or <laughs> just as like an outgoing line. They played that. <laughs> uh, so funny. I just yeah. That were that were that were the three big scenes for me. Uh, I've got a couple of other little um, bits and pieces. So uh, I thought that, like I mentioned before, Aiden, like most of the scenes with him in it, like I, like I laughed out loud. The the first one was a, you know, they set Marty up as this this guy in his house who's worrying about a humidifier in the room, and I was just like, okay, this guy's a bit wet. And then like you know, he asked if Aiden had pissed in it. Like I was just like killing myself laughing. I thought that was so funny. Um, <laughs> wasn't there another one he's like i don't remember and he's like i yeah, would have remembered if you had taken your penis out <laughs> yeah I've, I, I do have that that was um they had that mediation and um you know aiden's <laughs> there and, he, and the, but aiden says like they're talking about you know what you should do because you need some goals and you know the little stepbrother goes well you could do gay porn <laughs> and, then, and then marty like, gets, his, <laughs> he gets his coffee cup and he's like oh this tastes a bit like piss and then he's like surely you would remember if you put your penis in my cup <laughs> <laughs> that's great yeah so i thought that was really good um i didn't really enjoy that scene you mentioned before with the um the the cream on the the nipples and stuff but just that cut after that straight to wayne in the sort of trailer park (laughs) with his son and he's got he's got this set of boobs i was just i was like oh my god i did not expect that at all i uh, I nearly put that in (laughs) (laughs) nearly put that in that was uh, very very funny the I enjoyed the little side story of uh, Ben and Meredith, like just taking her to the prom because she'd never been to a prom, and the yeah. whole like idea of him taking that advice from his dad to you know use the dimples on the back to make a move, mm. and I, I just thought that was nice, like a nice little one away from a few of the laughs that I had. Um, he was pretty smooth, and, old Ben. Yeah, um, and it was just nice that he actually like took some advice from his father um, rather mm. than thinking of him as this this sort of dropkick. Um, I thought. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where, you know, Marty's hiding in this hotel because he's so petrified of Wayne. And just when Wayne knocks on the door and then Marty comes out with him with a taser and he just falls off the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> that was classic. That was that was. Hang on, what does Wayne say though? Is it was, Wayne says something like, you got like a robot punch. That's not normal or something. <laughs> yeah. That, oh, that, was, that was fantastic. Uh, and I also like the follow-on where they sort of have this agreement like that, Wayne says, you know, I'll let you beat me up. And then there's just this conversation. They're in the barbershop and just like, I, I didn't pick up on it at first. I had to pause it and go back because I wasn't paying attention to them actually fighting outside the window. And I only realized they were out mm. there and once they smashed through the window. So I paused it. Oh, really? I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, this is hilarious. So I, I thought as soon as he went through the window and like throwing hair at him and stuff, I thought it was really funny. Um, you must have been then, like, this is such a boring scene, Larry talking to his hairdresser. <laughs> hairdresser yeah, I w- wasn't paying attention. Um, and then finally, the that party at the end for um, for the mm. son going off to join the Marines. And just they made a mention earlier about, um, <laughs> they're talking about, Marty's talking about, you know, I'm going to put my piss in your um, in your water gun. <laughs> and then Aiden's just <laughs> pouring this water gun in the mouth of this kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! That really got me. That really that that was really good. <laughs> okay, all right. What, what are some things that yeah you maybe didn't like in this one? All right. Um, this was all some of just the stuff that just went a bit too far. It wasn't. It just wasn't that funny. Um, so the scene where he where Wayne firstly is chasing Larry around there. Uh, sorry, chasing Marty around the house, trying to fight yeah. him. That was just a bit silly. Uh, didn't really work. Could have been something fun done with that, but. Uh, could have been a lot better. 
Um, when when Ben finds a skeleton in the backyard of the mailman when he's digging the pool, like that's yeah, because I'm like this is a huge thing. She's like murdered someone, <laughs> and I didn't find it funny. And I'm like, you can't just like drop something like that there. I, I I'm like, oh, this is gonna change the whole story. It's like, oh no, it's just like a little joke that didn't I didn't think was very funny. Yeah, I had that as well. Like just that wink from the old lady in the window. I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah it didn't land. Didn't land with me either. Yeah, so I didn't land. Yeah, good. Well said. Um, the wife race was just ridiculous. And yes, I, wife carrying competition. Where, who on earth comes up with that idea? I think that's ridiculous and stupid. Yeah, and I just don't know where it fits. Was it supposed to so they had a father son moment? Because like I didn't really feel like they were that far apart. Like they were fine their relationship. So yeah. that whole scene never quite added up to me. Um, and finally, the reason that Ben didn't take the job at the end was just a bit of a shit one. Um, how he was just kind of just talking to the CEO and just like you don't treat people like that. That's it. And I don't know. Like I know they wanted to make him come back, and I was always expecting that to happen. But I would have liked a better reason. Like the whole thing was like, oh, he's sticking up for his dad and all that kind of stuff. But do it in a better way. Yeah, I, I was. I didn't like that whole virtual reality sort of scene. Apart from when Wayne was actually like going around kicking and punching people. <laughs> I that, was pretty funny. that was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, it wasn't too bad. Yeah. It wasn't too bad. <laughs> no, too. Uh, my turn. I think it's, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I, the, I think the the setup at the start that I didn't why I didn't like that was a few early lines from Wayne where he's talking about you know because he's getting naked in this back of a truck in some water and he's like you know your whole body came out of my dick you're not going to get sucked back inside that that didn't land for me at all I thought that was a horrible line sure yeah, yeah. Um, that's a bad line yeah. I didn't like that whole idea of Meredith being this that post that post delivery service thing that she was doing. I thought that that was really repetitive mm. where they had multiple people deliver to Ben before she actually arrived. I don't, it didn't really add yep. anything. It would have just been just as sweet if she had just rocked up as the first person. Um, True. I didn't like that cream rubbing scene at all. I know that you thought it was pretty funny, but I just, that didn't, didn't <laughs> sit, right, sit right at all with me. I thought that was weird. As it wasn't the cream uh, itself. It was, it was the elements around yeah, that scene, but yeah. <laughs> Olivia got me. Yeah. She was hilarious. Um, Ben and Meredith, when you know they do that skinny dipping and they're reenacting that that first kiss or whatever, and that whole thing about things sucking their legs and stuff, that mm-hmm. I was just like, didn't add anything. wasn't funny. If I had have shown like this Loch Ness monster or something that was like a gag or something, that would have been funny, but it didn't really land with anything. It's a good all. point. That scene just kind of ended and we never went back to it. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Should have at least shown something to make it funny. Funny, yeah. Uh, I didn't like the reveal of the. Marty's true story about that flasher that apparently, you know, he's the one person that he's beat up, like just about legs around his face and scrotums on his face. It just, just didn't laugh, but didn't find that funny. Uh, <laughs> I just, I love the the extent that they like, instead of him beating up the guy, he got completely bullied into taking him around the whole town. Like it was yeah. the exact opposite of the story. I thought he was going to be like, Oh yeah, no, I went to hit him and he tripped over him. And no, like he bullied him into flashing every I think he was on like a flashing record or something. Yeah. I, I the, just the magnitude of that story, it just kept growing and I, I that's what I found funny. The the like yeah, the thighs around the neck and stuff wasn't great, but yeah. he's um, just such a bitch. The uh you liked bits of this scene, but that drug dealer scene in that sort of dungeon or basement or whatever it was, like that whole put your beard on my back. And then, you know, I was like, okay, we, we've, we've done that joke. And then as they're leaving and they start eating the mum's hair, like that was just weird. I didn't, didn't find that funny. Um, 
And the last thing was I didn't like that whole sex line with Larry having sex with the old lady to get those charges dropped. That was just... Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, I don't know. That was just weird. And then, you know, just as a final gag, they try to show, uh, you know, Wayne jumping out the window before he comes in sort of thing. I was like, that, that, yeah. I, I, that, that was funny when Wayne said, when Wayne said, now it's three, because he was saying how he'd slept with yeah, two women before. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Uh, good. All right, well... Uh, Time for us to talk about some things that this movie was trying to say. I don't know what we're going to pull out of this one, but what are some ideas or some themes, MJ? What have you got? Yeah, look, the movie didn't really jump out at me thematically. but um, <laughs> Really? I think it's important. Like They were trying to talk about the idea of discovering what's important in your life and not doing something because you think you should or because that's the path that's been set out for you. And They do that, obviously, with Ben, um, with his job and just assuming that he had to leave leave town to go to college and just assuming that he had to take a big job. And even with, with Marty, when he, uh, sorry, with Larry, don't do what everyone else is telling you to do. And they actually have that nice little scene with, with Marty and Larry in the hotel room. And he's like, man, I just, I just want you to do whatever you want to do and I'll support you a hundred percent. And then he, then he has that power to make his own decisions. So that, that's probably the main thing that you do take out of it. Yep. I agree there. Yeah. Standing up for yourself, doing what you want to do, following your ideas, even if it's not the way that you thought you had to do it. Um, and yeah, and just going back to that idea of why this film was put to get together, I guess, like a little bit about manhood too, and you know, this dad versus dad oh, argument, yeah. and and men, and you know, they're they're trying to you know beef each other up, I guess, and it, it even goes through to that final scene where they're like, okay, let's just finally actually fight, <laughs> run bang into each other. Um, so yeah, so that that's uh, all I could really pull from this one as well. It's, and that's yeah, this is this is this, this isn't the kind of movie that you're supposed to be pulling too much out of either. So, um, yeah, I think we've done all right with that one. Yeah, I, I agree. You're not going to watch this film and, and, you know, start making some really big live positions off the back of it. <laughs> no. All right, what did you what did you take away from this one? Well, look, I, I, I'm going to remember this movie as, as one that I did have a lot of laughs and I was quietly impressed. And, and we spoke a couple of weeks back about that movie that you can put on in the background. I reckon... Mm. I reckon I could have a stab at this being one of those movies that you just chuck on and, and you might be doing the dishes or tidying the house or whatever it is and just having a movie on the background because I'd still actually have some reservations about recommending it. I, I, I'm well aware that it wouldn't be everyone's cup of tea and there was probably a unique set of circumstances that did make it work for me and the characters just worked. I can't imagine them necessarily working for everyone, but it's certainly living in its ideal habitat on Netflix and we know that Happy Madison of found a nice little niche in, in that spot as well. So it, it, a lot of it just makes sense. Yep. I, yeah, I, I agree. They're, they only sort of like maybe there were a few too many of these little side characters that were the friends that they probably could have cut and then we mm. could have had more time on the main characters. Like we could have got rid of that kid on the bike who wanted to be a biker. We could have got rid of the, the kid with the long hair hair who was like a little bit TJ, mm. whatever his name was. So yeah, and then you could have had an extra couple of minutes on the, you know, the nice moments between Meredith and um and Ben and, and things like that. But yeah, that that that's all I could really pull from this one yeah. um, about that's what nice I could thought. have done. Yeah. yeah. All right, IMDb time. Did you get onto IMDb to check anyone out? Yeah, I did. I did. I jumped on for Marty, who who's played by Nat, Nat Faxon. Um, I know you say, I saying he reminds me of Ed Helms with bad teeth and he sounds like John Lithgow, but, um, <laughs> he's in a lot of stuff. So he's in a lot of comedies, whether it be TVs and movies. I think I would have seen him in sex tape and bad teacher, but did you know, he also helped adapt the screenplay for the descendants and he has yeah. an Academy award. 
Yes, I, I was. Um, I did read that, and I was thinking maybe you might pick up on that. So I thought that was a, a good little fact. Yeah, George Clooney. That was the George Clooney Descendants one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. I was impressed that you know he's, he's able to. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I enjoyed that film. That was a good film. Oh yeah, it was a good film. I, I, it's a good book too. I read the book before I watched it. Um, watched it yeah. Just a nice story. Good. All right. Um. I got on as well. It's been a while since I've got mm. on the last few films. We've only yeah, had sort of a few little characters. So there haven't been a lot of side characters for me to sort of recognize. And um, I just, this is, it started off as I just need to confirm something. So I, I did, I did a pause. So it was with that scene we spoke about that wife carrying competition that neither of us really liked, but that sort of villain mm. dude, his name was Jeff. Mm. And uh, straight away I've gone, you are from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, your vulture. Um, and I looked yeah. it up and yeah, yeah, it was him. And also he's, he's in um, SVU. And I've mentioned that before on this show that, you know, my wife loves uh, Law and Order SVU and we've watched mm. pretty much all those seasons. So, yeah, he's Detective uh, Brian Cassidy in that show as well, Dean Winters. So, yeah, good IMDb for me because I was happy just to confirm that, yes, that was our vulture. <laughs> I think he's hilarious. Good one. Yeah, it was the vulture. Yep. Yeah. yeah. What a weird role in this film. <laughs> What a bizarre yeah. character they've just it's like it's like Wayne had a villain this whole time and that was him, but he wasn't in any other scene. Like that's no. how it felt. Yeah, I agree. All right. Uh have you got any questions that you'd like to ask him, son? I have one question and you can't really answer it because it's stupid, but why was there a pelican in the VR that like just obviously that's what threw Wayne off and had him running around, but why was it there in the first place? I was expecting to see like a because it was attacking you. The office or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was expecting to see something flying around, but maybe that's just all the drug and alcohol abuse coming to to rear its uh, ugly head. <laughs> okay, yeah, maybe. I, 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 just, I don't know. I really it was all well and good. I'm like, why? Why is it here? It's just to throw him off. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that was a little bit weird. Nah. <laughs> um, so I, I get, I've already spoken about this a little bit, but do you think that Ben and Larry were the more grown up or more adult characters in this film rather than the fathers. Interesting. I mean, you take Wayne out. <laughs> like yeah, it's whether like Marty's um no Marty's a pretty pretty good man of the house and obviously provides well for his family. He's a responsible guy, but he's obviously lacking that you know, masculinity and ability to stand up for himself. So yeah. in that, that sense, that's yes. I, but... Yeah, that's what I was thinking because, like, you, even though um, Larry, you know, he, he doesn't have these goals or anything, he's still very loyal as a friend. He's still going to New York with his friend. He helps him with the pool, all these types of things. And, and you, yeah, you do see that side of Marty that, you know, even though he's the man of the house and he provides, he gets <clears> shut <throat> down by his tiny little stepson and his, yeah. and his wife shut him down. He's so petrified that he goes and locks himself up in a hotel um, for a few days and, you know, he's happy to lie to his son about the one sort of big fight that sort of makes him a man. So, mm. and I don't, we never saw Larry lie. We never saw Ben lie. So I don't know. I, was, I just thought that was a, an interesting sort of little take on it um, to see. Maybe, maybe these two guys had their heads, you know, a lot more screwed on than the older generation. It's a good take too. Because uh, that's the thing. Like as much as Marty and, and Wayne are more of the humor, Ben and Larry are, are almost like the heart of the film that makes it, <clears throat> makes it work, makes it flow, sets that mood. So yeah, they're just as important as each other in that sense, and it's a really good, really good take. Um, only other thing I wanted to ask, Meredith, they make this deal about I'm starting a new job tomorrow, this post posting sort of service thing that she's doing, and we see that she's working at her dad's shop anyway. I I, I didn't get that. It's just a plot 
device, I'm guessing, so that they could get together a little bit more. It just frustrated me that she obviously her dad could give her work. So why was she is she working two jobs or is it I don't know that just got yeah work. true yeah true I did, yeah there's so many little plot things I just let go. So maybe <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Apologize for not thinking about that one more. Nah, nothing wrong with that. All right, I, we're ready to wrap this one up. I think we've had a good good little chat, and uh, at the end of our show, we give the film a rating out of five to come up with an overall flicks form average. So MJ, what are your your final thoughts for this film? Yeah, well, as you can tell, this film devoured my expectations. And um, despite it being far from a masterpiece, I did leave it feeling very satisfied. So it had characters that I enjoyed. It had moments that made me laugh. It had stakes that were barely set. So I could just really sit back, remain comfortable and wait for the next chuckle. And it's it's three stars for me. Wow, very nice. Good. Well, um, I've based on our discussion i'm I'm bumping my uh what i had down is what i was going to give this one up a little bit because i've enjoyed it even more just chatting with you about it so um you're you're adjusting like my score that. um at the early early points because yeah it, it's not the best film i've ever seen um mm. but yeah as we're obviously been chatting about this i'm like okay i think i've been a bit harsh on it i need to give it a, a little bit more because it was like you know like you mentioned before this is one of those films that I'm not going to complain if someone puts on in the background again. Um, mm. It's not a film that I'm going to be like, oh, no, please don't put that on. That's got, you know, horrible racial stereotypes or, um, you know, really poor, crass humor. Like, it's got, you know, it's the humor is okay. Um, and I feel like they did a good job with that. The laughs were entertaining. The story wasn't too bad. Characters didn't annoy me. So I'm going to bump it from a two up to a two and a half. Um, good man. We'll give us a 2.75 average, which is fairly good for a David Spade film. <laughs> <laughs> it's noble it's a noble effort by father of the year yeah good all right well we are on social media we have twitter we have facebook we have instagram our posts are up weekly with our episodes this week i've got a, a question that i came up with myself and i want to see mm. what you think of this one oh. would sandler adam sandler have been a better cast in this than spade could he have put himself no. in this role? No, no. No, I think he's too big. No. I think he's too big. Too I think big. he, yeah, I think he overshadows it too much. I, the thing I liked about the David Spade character is that it wasn't as all-encompassing as I thought it might have been initially. Okay, good. Because watching this film and then looking back on it and knowing who it was written by, who it was directed by, my thoughts are that he would have written this thinking that he could have got Adam Sandler in that role. Um and just with the whole Boston setting and I don't know, I just feel like this was a perfect fit for, I'm not saying that I would have preferred Sandler in it, but I just feel like that he would have been like what they wanted for this film. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Just, yeah. Interesting. But yeah, I agree. I think Spade uh, fits in perfectly for this. Yeah. So interesting right, thought. Right yeah. yeah. Okay, good. All right. Well, we're back again next week. We've got it in mm. our 99th film next week. <sighs> This is a film I have heard of and I haven't watched because I was holding out to watch it for our um, podcast, to be honest. So this oh, is no. a, a sci-fi from 2018. Sci-fi action, actually. It's mm-hmm. uh, Extinction, oh. directed by Ben Young. It stars Michael Pena, Lizzie Kaplan, Mike Coulter, Erica Tremblay, Emma Booth, and Israel Brassard. So that's what Oof. we've got next week. Big cast. It's a bit of a cast. Extinction. Yeah. It is. I'm, um, I'm looking forward to this one. I'm hoping it doesn't let me down. I've just finished watching Castle Rock season two, so Lizzie Kaplan is like the main character in that. So I'm 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 all on board the Lizzie Kaplan train right now. So that's going to work out well. Good. Well, this is uh as usual. Like I don't think we've ever had an episode where I've gone ah uh, didn't like that chat, but yeah, I've, I I have actually really enjoyed this one. <laughs> I'm not just putting it on. The comedies really benefit from a chat. They really do. Sorry, the comedies where we laughed. <laughs> 
correct yeah not the not the ones that don't land anything at all so. <laughs> thank you again for catching up and um i will see you next week thanks mate i look forward to it and i'll see you then <laughs>